Welcome to our podcast, 30 Divorced and Thriving. My name is Karina. And I am Kim. 30 <laughs> Divorced. I mean, we are in our 30s. We are in our 30s. Divorced and thriving-ish. Trying. Um, so the reason why we wanted to do this podcast, well, you are pretty open about just being divorced, like on your social platforms, like you shared that on your TikTok. I've like mentioned it for sure on TikTok. On Instagram, I've like kept it somewhat quiet yeah but yeah on tiktok i definitely like talked about it yeah Yeah. like the whole reason why you moved to new york and like all that and i remember when we first met like you kind of like say it right away like we were talking about oh so how's dating in new york oh i'm actually divorced i was like (gasps) me too (laughs) and like i've never had the ability like possibility to say that before Mm -hmm. or felt comfortable sharing that yeah so this podcast is all about making it a safe space yeah for you know just people going through a divorce or going through just hard time in relationships too i personally felt very isolated Mm. after i separated from my ex-husband during that time like for the next three years because for me it's been three years of being separated Mm and during this whole time it felt really lonely so i would hope that this you know us sharing our journey will help someone out there right i don't know if you've heard recently but there's something that's being called the great divorce and it's like thinking like the great depression yeah but like there's gonna be like a wave of divorces coming soon so oh yeah i'm writing that (laughs) it's still happening for me it doesn't surprise me and i don't know if you read that back in 2020 but there was statistic that says Mm -hmm. you know the percentage of people getting divorced at least Mm -hmm. in new york yeah was much higher than the previous year i felt like i was part of one of the statistics Mm -hmm. you know the whole fact of being like together 24 7 during covid it definitely was a pivoting point into my relationship and my decision to walk away but yeah i mean if this is still happening three years later i could see why still Um, is it like nationwide or is it yeah I mean I say this as if like I read it in an article I saw a TikTok (laughs) (laughs) we love TikTok TikTok is a really resourceful tool I am chronically online so yeah I saw a video that was talking about the great divorce and I think there's just going to sort of expecting a wave of of divorces Mm -hmm. around this time okay well I guess I want to read more about it so I'll do some more research around that all that to say though that I think there are going to be probably a number of people that might be able to relate to our experiences and what yeah. we have to say here. I know. We related really quickly yeah. and we have way different experiences. Yeah. So yeah, we hope that this platform, yeah. podcast, <laughs> I need to stop using my hands, would be just helpful. Like sit on <laughs> just sit on my hands. Would be just helpful. Okay. Topic number one. My story. Yes. KV1. KV1. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. yeah, I also personally don't want to talk too much about the actual divorce and the person like it's really all about me and but yeah like I was in this like long-term relationship you know this story but mm-hmm. for six plus years married for four and during that time I definitely lost myself as a person like yeah. I was really catering to someone's needs and it just I felt really trapped at the end mm-hmm. um and also my personal relationship I don't want to go into too much details but like my relationship was unhealthy toxic abusive verbally right mentally and then eventually it does turn into like physical abuse mm-hmm. 
and I remember in my journey, like I would always minimize my case. I'm like, right. oh, there's always worse somewhere out there. Yeah. But not like no matter what the level of abuse is, like no one should take that. Yes. Um, so this was definitely something that I had to live and understand that I need to get out of this situation. Yeah. And I will add something there. So mm-hmm. I worked at a domestic violence agency mm-hmm. as a therapist for a bit. And I'll just add, like, it is very common to, min- for like, mo- it's not just mm-hmm. you that was, like, minimizing what your experience was. It's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, it could always be yeah. worse. However, that doesn't mean that you need to endure that, like, yeah. at all. I forgot that you did this in your life, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was back in August 2020. Okay. Since then, it's been three years. Lived on my own since then. And of course, it's like an adjustment, yeah. right? Kind of focusing on yourself, reprioritizing yourself. Uh, went through a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, it's a roller coaster. But yeah, I think I really need to take the time to refocus on myself. And yeah. for me, the priorities were providing for myself, getting back into like a routine with my career. I'm in a good spot now. Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's me three years later. Yeah. Oh gosh. But I already have a whole different story in a sense. And yeah, my relationships spanned about nine to ten years mm-hmm. but our marriage was six for the most part like it was good i i have this like it i struggle because he was a good he was good to me mm-hmm. while at the same time he wasn't mm-hmm. i would say that's what i've struggled with the most and like kind of marrying the two sides of him sort mm-hmm. of and realizing that even though he was nice to me mm-hmm. he was hiding a lot of mm-hmm. uh, really important information uh, throughout our entire relationship and so essentially things were really good whenever I was ignoring the red flags mm. like things were that, fine because I was just like oh yeah like I can put this aside mm-hmm. and just ignore that but in the last let's see what was we're in, in 2022 I really like stopped and like reevaluated and realized that mm-hmm. I was having just a lot of anxiety and stress as a result of these things that I was trying to ignore. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the year, I reevaluated our relationship. And when it came to, I would say like maybe around this time last year, so like mm-hmm. September to December, I just was really think this is not going to work. It's not going to work. This wasn't like out of the blue for him. I had told him mm-hmm. like these are things I needed to see. December, I think is when I like early December I officially decided and we actually celebrated our six years December 4th that was rough and I asked essentially for the divorce the day after Christmas and by the 28th we had signed we had like a really easy divorce so by March March 10th we were officially divorced in that whole time I've always had wanted to move to New York and Mm -hmm. He didn't want to, which I understood. And so whenever all this happened, I was like, okay, well, this is my chance. I'm going to be on my own. I need to start over anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's just move to New York and see what happens. I, Again, it's something I've wanted to do for a very long time. Honestly, things just lined up. Mm-hmm. Everything just sort of worked well. My job allowed me to, you know, to go fully remote and to move here. And I was able to find an apartment. And uh, everything just sort of fell into place. And now I'm here. Look at you now, at living now. in the best city in the whole it's world. It's so amazing. And thriving. <laughs> thriving. Question <laughs> mark. Question cricket. Yeah. There's this one point that you mentioned that's really important. It's like you are ignoring the red flags. Yeah. And I think in any unhealthy relationship, the partner, one of the partners does that. Yeah. 
and then we just try to like whatever scenario we make up in our mind like okay things can change is he or she gonna get better or like you know it's just like or like they do this but look at all these great things that they do and you know we try to justify the red flags with some of the green flags jeez yeah and when we say out loud yeah and (laughs) I'm still doing that like I Uh, still am very much like mm. protective of his feelings like Mm -hmm. I don't the reason I've kept so many things off of social media is because we are still on Mm -hmm. social media together and so it's it's hard when you had a good friendship Mm -hmm. or what you thought was a good friendship yeah it's also very recent too so time heals right it takes time for sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to hate that person, right? That's not the yeah. end goal. But, like, for you to not, I don't want to say care, but for you to not have to worry about his yes. feeling, it yeah. will take time because you were with that person for so long. Right. It is totally normal for your heart to feel those things. Yeah. But now you don't, you don't have to. You just have to reprioritize and think about yourself first and what's best for you. I would say for the most part, I think I'm doing that. But that is still, like, something that I, mm. I think I'm working through. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> but <laughs> You're the sweetest person. You could never be mean. No, I can be mean. Okay, good for you. Yeah. We want to we want to have that, like, yeah. trait, too. Sometimes we need to, like, raise our voices if it's yeah. needed. What did it look like for you after your separation? I had to pretty much pick up my stuff and figure out what life in New York would be for me by myself. Because you were already here. I don't think we touched on that. You were already living here. Yes, yes. So I've been in Brooklyn, New York for the past 10 years. But I always lived, I lived for a little bit with my family. And then I lived with my ex-husband most of my time in Brooklyn. Mm. So when I separated, I had to move back to my aunt's house for two weeks, actually, while I was looking for an apartment on my own. And thankfully, I found a great place right away. And that was my first time. It was my apartment. Like, it was my little home, my little bubble. Uh Um, I was 27 at a time. Like, I've never had a place on my own. So that was very exciting. It was like a clean page. I can do whatever I want there. So peaceful. Peaceful. I can decorate the way I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited about all this, but of course it comes with like challenges and struggle, finances. It was COVID. I left yeah. my job. So though I was really excited for this new chapter, I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this on my own? Right. Context, like in this unhealthy relationship, I was brainwashed to think that I was not capable of living on my own. Like, yes. I need someone to support me. Yeah. I was like, oh, Oh my gosh, maybe he was right. And yeah. I was like, I have to think about all these things and had to get a car after. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is too much. But look at me now, three years now. later. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a challenge in that sense, but I really was so excited to be just on my own yeah. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What have been some of the hardest adjustments of like being on your own besides like finances? Mm. So, you know, being on my own, one of the biggest adjustments was for me to be comfortable being alone mm. meaning not having a physical body next to okay. me okay um are you like a physical touch person like is that my love language yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my love language is physical touch and quality of time just putting it out there uh, yes i think i was so used to and i you know i became codependent to my partner back okay. then because it was so the, the way the situation was um so for me the biggest adjustment was to not have someone next to me mm-hmm. in all the little things throughout my day like yeah. waking up with someone making breakfast or lunch with someone for someone it was 
I was just like, yeah. what am I supposed to do in my right. life? Like, I never prioritized myself. So I was okay. like, what am I supposed Who to do? Who am I to take care like, of? Yes. Yes. Who am I supposed to take care of in that sense? Okay. Um, so that was the biggest adjustment. Even to this day, sometimes I have to, like, fight myself to, like, be okay going out by myself. Mm-hmm. Again, going to a restaurant or doing little things that I was so used to, like, having a partner with, going shopping yeah. and all these things. Oh, damn, I sound so dependent. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, red flag, red well, flag. I feel like it's... it's um to be expected when you've been Mm. with somebody so long and you have molded your life Mm -hmm. around being with somebody to then just like have that cut off like it's it there would be concerns Mm. if you were able to immediately be like okay I'm good and that's one point but I think one of the biggest struggle also was to share like what had happened Mm -hmm. like my decision I mean I think I told you this like I some family members back home still think I'm married. <laughs> like, they don't know. Yeah. Like, I went back recently to France, and they're like, so, how's your husband? And I'm like, by the way. Um, so I think oh. the struggle that I had was to share the fact that I made this decision because I felt like I failed. Mm. It was a fear of judgment. <laughs> All these intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Like, definitely... Even to this day, like, it took me three years to be okay with sharing my story. Well, good Uh, for you for sharing. Thank you. It's only took me three years. However long it takes you, it's fine. (laughs) You moved from Texas to New York pretty quickly after your separation. Yes. So you, you had to not only adjust to being on your own but you had to adjust to living alone in a different city (laughs) (laughs) nonetheless new york city yeah um so how was that process for you the the being alone almost started happening a little bit before Mm. like the divorce even i don't even i I don't know what was true what was it but like his schedule basically Mm. oftentimes left me just needing to do something alone on my own Mm -hmm. otherwise i would just be like sitting at the house Mm -hmm. so i had like started taking myself like out to eat on like a saturday Mm -hmm. like breakfast whatever so I had sort of started doing that. And then when when I asked for the divorce, I lived in the house that we shared for about two months mm-hmm. on my own. Okay. He was he stayed there for like a couple weeks or so, but essentially like on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really rough mm-hmm. time because, yes, like when I was still in the space that we shared together, mm-hmm. I w- went through the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I w- got used to having someone sleep next to me. Um, and so like being by myself, well, I had the dogs, but like I would put a pillow there just so like it wouldn't mm-hmm. feel so like relatable. So I don't want to feel so lonely. I also had like a big fear with like safety. I was like, oh, mm. everyone's going to know that I'm here by myself. Somebody's going to come and attack mm. me. That was a little scary for me. Thankfully, nothing like that happened, but <laughs> that was an adjustment. And this is all still in Texas. And then on top of all that, I was having to pack up the house basically mm-hmm. and all of my belongings. He took things periodically that were his, but I was, <laughs> it's a really sad picture because the longer that I was in the house, uh-huh. the less homey it became because yeah. things were in boxes, things were getting sold. So like mm-hmm. for like the last couple of weeks, maybe I don't think I had a couch <gasps> And, like, the only place for me to, like, sit and eat dinner was, like, at my desk, like, on my desk chair, which had been moved into the living room. 
him. Like it was, oh, it was no. really bleak. And like looking back, I'm like, man, that was really sad. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. That is such a weird situation for you to be in. Yeah, it was a really stressful time. Again, like one having to deal with like the mm-hmm. divorce moving everything out of the house or like packing it up I remember it was a very stressful time at work um and then just like not knowing what my next step was going to be after that though end of February I moved in with my best friend and her family Mm -hmm. and that was so great they're very like routine people and I just felt like I was able to like seamlessly like kind of join their life um and so like I was I'd work from home they would be out and then before they would get back I would watch my niece their daughter for 30 minutes and her and I would like wash dishes and dry them and put them away by the time they got there Mm -hmm. it was so great and I think it was exactly what I needed at that time so even though I was still having to do things alone because like we wouldn't like spend every Mm -hmm. waking hour together or you know they had plans I Mm -hmm. would still take myself to go eat or something I still had the like comfort of being able to be with them and having like people that I could talk to and that was I think very healing for me and in all that time I was then making my plans to move over here Mm -hmm. and so I think that really set me up for success here it gave me the opportunity like I said to heal and then I moved over here and I was just so excited to be here and I feel like New York is like such a easy place to be alone you can go out to eat and you will see other people eating by themselves and like nobody cares yeah so that definitely helped me and I didn't feel weird about Mm -hmm. like being out on my own or exploring and there was so much to see and so much to do so yeah it, it, it just felt comfortable I think the next part is like our like how Oh, how we met? Yeah, our origin story. Yes, our origin story. But I wanted to just highlight one of the points you mentioned, um, the fact that you were able to have your best friend nearby in that support community, I think is super important. Um, And it sets you up for success in terms of your move. And like, not that you want to process your separation or divorce faster, but you don't want to just... Yeah. Get down on your knees and just reflect on, did you make the right decision? Right. So having your support system is 100% important. Yeah. There were so many nights where we just sit on the couch after like dinner and just, I just had someone to talk to Mm -hmm. about it and was able to sort of rehash. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to look back now and see how, how the tears that I shed became Mm -hmm. less through those conversations. Mm -hmm. I also started journaling at the beginning of the year when all this was happening. Mm -hmm. And I would like write down like, okay, I I cried today. I did not (laughs) cry today. It was literally like a pattern of like crying one day, not crying. And then Mm -hmm. eventually it just, it just stopped. Mm -hmm. And I think it stopped along around the time that I moved in with them. Mm -hmm. I dealt with my feelings. I felt them Mm -hmm. all right away and so by the time I moved in with them and certainly by the time I moved out I felt really good about everything that Look at yeah. you. love yeah. that for you <sighs> damn <laughs> it's like just like I'm just thinking about I mean, there's things that I didn't know about you until mm. today so it's really interesting to hear that but yeah should we jump into our origin yeah, how story how do we meet in New York City yes um, so just living in New York can like yes there's mm, millions of people yeah, there's yeah. millions of people but then it's very very hard to make friends or connect with people you're going to meet them like through work and social events and all that but i found it i've been living here for 10 years 
and it's been very hard to make new friends mm -hmm. and especially in your like 20s and your 30s it's just harder right yeah. um so i personally came across this group of girls who takes walk every sunday by the east river west 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 side <laughs> highway um It's called City Girls Who Walk. I went to their first walk back in March 2021. Met a bunch of girls and since then been really close. We have a few of them that I still talk to to this day. Mm -hmm. um, but after 2022, like I didn't really go to any of those walks anymore. But it's a great place to find and meet new people. Yeah. You know, it's mostly just girls who wants to connect and make new friends. And when was this? April of 2023? When did you meet? Pauline. I think April. Was it April? Mm -hmm. So May? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not questioning you. Yeah, really I, don't I don't remember, but it was a holiday weekend. What's the holiday weekend for the... It was May. Memorial? Yes. Memorial okay. Day weekend. I was like, all my friends are out of town. Mm -hmm. I'm here by myself. I have no plans. So what can I do on a Sunday? And I went on that walk in Central Park this time around. And I haven't been in one in this whole year. Yeah. So I met Pauline mm -hmm. there, another French girl. Okay. And then it was a great time to just go out again and meet. And this, it's the same thing over and over again but you meet so many different yeah. people that's I love that about this group and then I got introduced to Karina yes. thanks to <laughs> Pauline yeah so I had heard of City Girls Who Walk when I still lived in San Antonio yeah. so when it blew up here it blew up everywhere yeah. so different cities had their own chapters and I went to one of the walks I think in San Antonio but I wasn't like in need of friends. So when I moved here, I was like, oh, I, I want to go. And um, my very first Sunday here, I moved in on a Wednesday in mid-April. That Sunday, I went to the park and I met Pauline. So that very first one, I met Pauline, continued to hang out with Pauline. And then one day she, we wanted to have a picnic and she was like, oh, I invited my friend Kim. <laughs> and I was like, great. You know, like we're meeting people yep. and we had the picnic and then we just clicked. We just clicked right yes. away. Yeah. And I think it's also that conversation where we were just talking about guys and dating yes. in New York City. And then you had just mentioned that. Oh, yeah, I'm divorced. And like, again, I think I can just picture myself like, me too. Like, I was just so excited. Like, I, I never had, I was never able to say that before. Yeah. I think also a lot of the people that I've met here are so young, that early too. 20s. Mm -hmm. And it was very refreshing mm -hmm. not only to meet somebody of like a similar age, mm -hmm. but with at least like a similar life experience. Totally. Yeah. Not for sure. Apart from like being divorced, like we yeah, like on other things, we like to go eat at restaurants. <laughs> We're not just talking about divorce. No. Every time we talk, like see each other. But yeah, I think it was just like as you say, it was really refreshing. Yeah. Uh, to know that there's, I mean, I knew that there were other people out right. there. Like being to meet someone mm -hmm. and have conversations with you, like we did. Yeah. It was super helpful. Look at us now. What's yeah. three, four months later? We're starting yeah. this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for going. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing too about I bring up that I'm divorced because it's so very much tied to why I'm here mm, like people will mm -hmm. ask like oh so what brought you to New York and I'm just like what do I how much do I want to share yeah. like I can I and oftentimes I'll just say like oh well I've just always wanted to mm -hmm. and 
it just worked out for me too. But mm-hmm. the reason it worked out for me too is because I was no longer married and mm-hmm. I needed to find a new place to live anyways. And so then I decided to try it here. So I, I think that has made it easier for me to bring it up because it's a big part of why I moved to New York. Yeah, that's very true. And again, on my in my side, I don't really share it. <laughs> it comes after a while. I love that you were able to just like start fresh in a whole new yeah. city right away. Yeah, I think that that's been really fun I think it's helped I think if I had stayed in San Antonio mm. that would have been really hard mm-hmm. that would have made it I feel that because I am still living in Brooklyn it's very similar neighborhoods yeah. it's that's why I am looking for a change too mm-hmm. so I could see how that was helpful yeah in your healing process should we just do a quick yeah. outro and talk about the second episode oh yeah what uh, were we saying dub dub <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's called? Hold on, I don't even know. So tune in next time for Dabda. This was our first episode, and this, again, is 30 Divorced and Thriving. I am Karina. I am Kim. And you can expect content like this going forward where we just kind of share our experiences. Mm -hmm. One with our divorce, but also just moving forward and, like, what life looks like. In New York City. In New York City. Living alone. Dating in New York City. Dating. Are we going to talk about this? (laughs) We should. I think we should. Also, like, yes, it's going to be you and I. Mm -hmm. But then we'll hopefully have guests sharing their journey, their experiences. (laughs) If you're divorced. If you're divorced. Or just, you know. You can send us an email at this is. Oh, we don't have. We need an email. Oh, should we? Yeah. This is too much work. <laughs> this video's never going to make it anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, we hope that you'll tune in for episode number two. Yes. <laughs> we talk about that. So we're going through the, the different stages of grief. We're going to go through the five stages of... Of grief. Div- grief, right? Because we're grieving. We grieved Grieve our relationship. Our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Catch us next time. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a podcast near you. <laughs> you can find us where, where on Spotify. Say? Wait, what did you say? We're on all platforms, on all streaming platforms. Yes. I don't know actually where we're gonna end up, but it's gonna end up on our computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I hope. Yeah, we did it! We did it!